Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Morning, everybody. Hi, it's Marcia Cook and uh, from World of Ink Network, um, Michigan Avenue Media, and a good story is a good story, all, the, all in one. There you go. Okay, and uh, this is going to be a great show. Uh, Richard McCartney's on, and he's going to really tell everybody what what to do with their books because this is a subject that comes on all the time. You know, we talk about it, but we just go in circles. But today I have the expert on it, and uh, he. After you listen to what he says, I think you'll understand better because we talk about reviews a lot and marketing and how we do this, and most of us just do it the same old way, but sometimes we have to make some switches to get books sold. And um, I, I will, let's see, I have one announcement for next week's show. Uh, Kate Genovese and Michael Embry will be on. We'll be talking about opioids. Fran Lewis had a show on a few weeks ago, and they were on, and they were very interesting uh, so opioids is on, you know, it's on the news all the time. People are always talking about it. We will have two authors discussing it, and um, it's going to be a very interesting conversation. And it is on 4 p.m. Eastern next Tuesday, 3 Central. And then the week after that, um, we have um, Melissa Keir and um, Michelle Prince, and they're going to be talking about romance and all the books that they've been writing. And they've been on several times before. And they'll be on in the evening at uh, 8 p.m., uh, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. And we have a lot of shows coming up. So um, right now I'm going to let Richard come on, and we're going to talk to him, and he's going to tell everybody who he is. And he has best-selling books out there that I bought one of them right now, and I'm probably going to buy the other one. So, Richard, I'm so happy you came, and you are you. You're in a different time zone than we are, so that's why the show is a whole different time. So, do you want to tell everybody who you are and how you got into this? Sure, thank you, Marsha. So, my name. So is happy Richard to have McCartney. you. Um, yeah, my pleasure. So, my name is Richard McCartney, and um, I'll try and answer the first question: uh, who I am and um, how I got into this. So I'm basically a sort of um, marketer for big companies, at least that's my background. And I guess I got into the world of marketing for authors because I started actually by trying to promote one of my father's books. He was um, a, quite a successful author in the 60s, 70s. And he asked me, you know, wait, can you help me promote my book? Because I have no idea how to do that today with all the changes I'm moving from bookstores, internet, you know, it's a, it's a totally new world for many people. 
especially authors. So uh, that's how I started. I, I, I helped my father's book, and we had such you know really good results because exactly that the, the skill set has changed so much. Before it used to be, you know, how do I get my book in bookstores? But today it's more about how do I get it on big electronic stores like Amazon and Kobo, etc. Because that's where you know a lot of sales are taking place. Not to say you don't want it in the books of stores as well, but you know you cannot ignore the internet and the e-commerce market. So it's yeah. really that's my background of sort of using my uh, expertise in that area and applying it to books. And yeah, I, I saw I found it really a great deal of fun um, because you know not many people were doing it at that time. So that's what helped me sort of um, mushroom and help other authors out. I, I helped you know a handful of others, and they were saying, "Wow, you know." The fact, you know, if you get these results to me again, can you know I hire you? And I thought, well, that's a good idea. Why not? Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's right. how I, yeah, it's a nice way to make money. To be honest with you, in yep. the sense that you can uh, help uh, authors in their dreams and their ambitions. So you know, I became sort of a, a consultant and formed my own company called Kindle Book Promotions, and that's pretty much what I do. You know, I promote Kindle books. Um, that being, you know, again the ebook angle. But we can help, of course, with the hardbacks and paperbacks too. And it really mushroomed from that. You know, it's um, been doing it for about four or five years. Uh, I'm very pleased that, you know, our, our site, Kindle Book Promotions, is now listed as one of the best book promotion sites by, you know, reputable people like Paid Author and several others. So, you know, I'm very pleased because, you know, before I used to be just working for a company and now in a sense I'm working for something I, you know, I really enjoy doing. You know, just seeing customers come back to me and say, you know, we're really pleased with the results gives you real motivation. Whereas, you know, when you work for a large company, not so much so. So um, unless there's a little bit more you want to know about that background. That's no, I'm also going to say that I, okay, I have used, I have used your services and I, you know, and I, people know that what I do is I do try a lot of services and I don't, most of them really don't do one thing and it, they really aren't, I, I, they're not that good because they, you know, they're not that experienced. They don't get to the right place. They don't do what they're supposed to do. You feel like you're begging for reviews. You feel like a lot of things. And when I found your service from Fideli, who is my publisher, she said, "Try this." And so I think what you do is terrific because you, you know. I have show after show, and people say they don't want to pay for things, but, you know, this is the world. It has changed. It is not what it was 10 years ago or even 15, 20 years ago. Everybody say don't pay for reviews because you used to be able to send to a newspaper or wherever, and then you'd never even know if the review was on and if it was, you know, if it was a good one or a bad one, and nobody knew anything about what their reviews were. And now they people, it's important. And now with services, you need to pay because otherwise, you know, if you get a free service, that's wonderful. But mostly now, I think Mm. people, if you really want a good service, I don't see why people don't want to pay people. It is takes up a lot of time. You have a lot of things going on in life. I understand that. But everybody likes to make money on what they do as a profession. So why authors refuse to want to pay for anything? It's ridiculous. They, when you're yeah. independently publishing, you're paying already. You, you've paid for your book, yeah. but now you've got to get it out there, right? I mean, that's how I look at it. You can't just put it on yeah, Amazon I mean, and expect it will sell. Yeah, that's a very important point because it's all about, you know, concepts and how people see things. And you're absolutely right. I mean, what's happened with the book industry in a sense that, you know, with the launch of Kindle through Amazon, 
where they started giving books for free, you know, and a lot of yeah. sites give books for free as well, is that it sort of changed the attitude where people said, oh, well, you know, uh, yeah. if I can give um, my books for free and get great results and, you know, and become, you know, make <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah. But the reality is that after two or three years, you know, the landscape has changed. So what yes, has happened? Is. And uh, without getting too technical, but I hope I can explain this quite straightforwardly, is that in the early days, Amazon did not distinguish free books from paid books in the ranking. So you could have a free book, you know, which is downloaded by thousands. And the next day you could change it to price book. And of course, it would still be ranking very high because, you know, one moment it's, you know, got whatever, right, a right, thousand downloads. Yeah. And then it looks great. But Amazon changed that over three years ago. So yes. these days, if you move from a free book to a paid book, you don't have that advantage. So... This it goes right back where know, it was before, it's, right? I mean, exactly. like whatever exactly. it was before is what you get after, let's say, you get really good results when you give it for free, and then the next day when it's even 99 cents or two ninety nine, whatever, it goes right back where it was. And then, like, it never happened. <laughs> that's the end of it. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, I mean, like I say, things change with time. I think that's a good thing, you know, I think we can't. I think we might not be able to hear you right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, but it's pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I, maybe it'll just go away by itself. Go ahead. Oh, I'm that's, sorry. that's funny. Okay, that's there we funny. go. We can hear now. That's good. Yeah, so I think that's an important thing that people have to realize that you move with the times. And, and that's, in a sense, the secret of any technology or even any. Uh, any commercial enterprise, which is, you know, you jump on the bandwagon before everyone else does. You know, if you manage that, then you can do well. And in a sense, that's why free books were very popular at one time. The opportunity was there, e-books was new, and you could do what we just said. So a lot of uh, authors, John Locke, Amanda Hawk, et cetera, they, they, did the, they were there at the right time in the sense that they offered their book for free. And you right, can't make right, money yes. from a free book. Yeah. But if you yeah. change the price data, or as they do, offer the first book in the series for free, then offer the others for good prices. Then you build up a huge fan base. Um, but alas, you know, you, you're talking about three, four years ago, and concepts change, uh, but it takes quite a while for concepts to change. I mean, some people, <laughs> we may laugh today, but, you know, as you probably know from my English accent, I've been to places where, you know, people expect me to wear a bowler hat, you know, because that's the typical, you know, image of an Englishman like 20, 30 years ago. And when I was no, in Mexico, you know, but you, know, but you are right on spot, think. though. But you really are, because you know, I mean, you you go with the flow. If it doesn't work, you change it. So that's a good thing. You don't stay right. with the things that don't work. And so that's really important because you have your hand on it, like the pulse of it. You know what's going on. You know, and I think what a lot, what happens is people, which we talked about right before the show, is like people think that you know. They use like a lot of different people, but it doesn't always mean that it's going to get them to make money, you know. And sometimes when you go into writing, the people years ago and uh, I mean, a lot of writers go into it because they really like to write. But if you're really going into it to think you're going to try to make a lot of money, it's not that easy because we're all in competition with millions of writers. That's and right, it's, and I mean that sort of points back to what you were saying a little bit that, you know, um, attitudes are changing and need to change yes. in the sense that 
what people see is that, yeah, if I'm an author and I want to make money out of it, you know, um, I have to be reasonably professional about it, just like in the old days. So now we come back full circle where, you know, you had the publishers, um, they were very professional. They've you know, you've got agents, they got um, editors, etc. They got book of artists. And that's what's happening today that the authors who self-publish have realized, I have to at least make my book as good as theirs. So, you right. know, you need a decent person to work on a, on your cover. You need someone to check description, you know, see if it's got a good copy. And, yeah. you know, um, and, that's, and that's a strange thing because an author can spend quite a lot of money just preparing the book. You know, for example, just getting an editor to check it, a proofreader, even someone to format it. So you've already spent a, a fair amount of money. But then... Often, uh, at least you know more so before than now, because it's actually changing. There's no real thought about budget towards marketing the book. You know, you're, you're spending right. more time on preparing the book, but you haven't really thought too much about okay, when it's out there, what am I yeah. going to do to make sure people know about it? So that's where attitudes are changing, where people realise that you know when they want to publish a book and make it commercially successful. They have to go back to a formula that's always worked, which is get people who know what they're doing promoting your book. Unless you know you're very fortunate and you know you're lucky and you have a phenomenal book and it takes off straight away. But let's face it, you know that's yeah, that's really hard. You know, that's a that's so difficult, right? To right off the bat, we all want that, but it's really hard to do that. But sometimes, if you use some of the services that you offer, you've got a shot at it getting your book at least out there because you're going to start with reviews and you know but it, you know but you're you have reviewers that review read the book and that's yeah, really that's important. an interesting question because we yeah that's an interesting question because we start asking the question okay if these are things i need like a book cover um you know a decent description you then get to the step, which is probably the hardest one of all, which is how do I get recognition? How do I get people to yeah. believe in my book? And that's where, you know, I think everyone agrees, you know, um, probably even higher than having a, a good book cover, but I think that's obviously uh, important as well, is getting people to give a soundbite on what they think of your book, which is, you know, where yeah. reviews come in. And the most important platform for that is still, I believe, you know, even more so because, you know, they're, they're dominating the market more, and the, you know, as the years go by is Amazon. So you need to get people to buy your book and review it. And again, this is where the landscape changes. And this is, again, where you need some people to help you because before, if you offered your book for free and you did it in a very nice way, you know, you were very polite, you wrote a lot of emails and say, you know, yeah. hey, I saw you wrote a review for this author, I've got a very similar book, would you review mine? So you spent all that time doing all that work, you know, and, and believe me, well, I think a lot of authors maybe uh, have, have experienced this, you don't get a great return rate after doing all that. And then you find out uh, from people like myself, because I, I sort of educate people to say, you can't really do that anymore because even if someone gives you a free book and then they read it and they publish your review, it won't appear as a verified purchase review. And that's what Amazon right. does today. If you look at your page, it, on the main page, um, it only shows the verified purchase reviews. So, you know, people are saying, well, hey, why didn't I know about this? Um, and this is where, indeed, you need to know a certain amount of expertise because the landscape is already changing. It changes 
as you know, with modern technology, especially with Amazon, it can change even every month, let alone every year. It does. So, and sometimes, and they don't yeah. tell you, so you don't know really what's happening. You, you may keep going the same way you've been doing it and wondering what's wrong, but you, they don't, Amazon doesn't come right out and say, we're doing this, we're doing that. And so you really don't know. You, and you ask people, they don't know either, but they know it's happening to no. them. And, and so you need an expert in this, not just somebody that, you know, a lot of times when people are writing, they start opening companies, okay? And so they open mm. the companies, and the only thing that happens is their book gets higher up rankings because they're marketing so many other people. They're really not specifically helping your book. So you have to go to a service like yourself, like a service that's doing your book, not because they know you, because you're reading their books, but because it's a service that does what it says it's going to do. You yeah, do what you what's say. Important for a, yeah, absolutely. And I think what's important is also um, doing it step by step. In other words, as you say, uh, uh, unfortunately, before uh, organizations or companies, small companies like ours came along, where we're very niche. Um, there were a lot of sharks out there, and uh, a lot of us were tempted yeah. to spend, you know, uh, thousands, you know, uh, of dollars oh, yeah. on promotion. Yeah. They got very little, and I, I saw seen this, and you know, this is where I get uh, these remarks saying, "Yeah, Richard, you know, it's such a fresh, of, uh, a fresh air to, uh, a fresh air to see this." That actually getting it done, it's getting it done, and not, exactly. not right, and it, it can be very expensive for people. Yeah, so my, my advice is never go for a big budget promotion without, you know, first testing the waters. It's like, you know, putting your foot in, in water. You know, put your little toe in first. See if it's, you know, the right temperature. And that way, you know, you have to – the people who are promoting you, they deserve um, to, you know, uh, earn your trust. And the best right. way to turn your trust is really to say, this is what I'm going to promise you. Um, we'll do it with a small budget to start off with. And if I do that, you feel confident, then we can go for a little bit more afterwards. Because, you know, that's the world we live in, you know, uh, with the Internet. It's, you know, you don't know what's out there. So you really you don't really have to build up the trust. Uh, that's my advice before, you know, you start thinking, right, now I know it works. Let's put a little bit more investment. Right, in. because so, I, they know that I've tried a lot. I do try. Things. I try things because I've done shows for eight years. And I know the people that make covers, the people that. And so I do refer a several people, but only a very select group that I have used because I know they get the job done in a good way. But there's very few, I, you know, that I yeah. will recommend because I know I've tried a lot of people and it doesn't work. And I know you have a really good service because you start. So where would you think if someone just did, a, they're doing a book, where do they need to start in your opinion? Yeah, so let's assume that you've just got a book. I mean, the first question could be, you know, is it prepared nicely, et cetera. So there's two types of, I mean, frankly, two types of authors, if I could be very crude. And those are the yeah. ones who say, I just want to get it out there. I've got no money to spend on it. I just want yeah. to get out there. Maybe I'll spend whatever, $100, but no more. And there's the yeah. others who say, I'm prepared to, you know, invest in my book, but obviously I want to see it working, first of all. So let's take those two categories. So okay. the author who's really not doing anything to prepare it, in other words, has, may I say, a really crude book cover, 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that, for those of us, well, probably the young audience here won't remember that, but, you know, you've got Groucho Marx, who used to be a great comedian. Uh, <laughs> he used to say, I never forget faith, but in your case, I'll make an exception. Well, that's, <laughs> well you, can, you can apply that to books as well. You know, there are some really crude and amateur book covers out there. So, yeah. unfortunately, if you don't, you know, really invest absolutely nothing in it, it's just surprising that you may not get great response and you may get lucky. But, you know, my recommendation is do take a little bit of care. So let's assume that you've um, taken at least a bit due diligence. You know, you've got a decent book cover out there. You're, you're, you're confident that, you know, your book is um, of good quality. Um, right. And uh, the next question is, okay, I've now published it in, uh, on Amazon, you know, the KDB platform, the Kindle uh, publishing platform. Um, direct publishing, and that's very easy to use. You know, so um, if anyone says, "Well, I don't even have to do that," you know, it's very easy. You know, you can just go online again. They can reach out right. to us if they want help. But just getting it, it really is as easy as once I've done the basics, I just load a you know like a doc file on there, and right. uh, I fill in the the few questions. There's about ten questions. You know, like what price you want to put on there. Where it gets a little bit more technical is things like keywords, okay? But you can skip that initially because at the end of the day, you want to get the book out there, see what reaction you want. And, yeah, that leads us to, okay, assume your book is out there, then what next? And because a lot of people want a book launch, you know, which is sounds sensible. Yeah. You know, my book is out there. Yeah. I want to make noise. So my general advice in a book launch is, uh, again, step by step, because, you know, to, to expect that with a book launch, you, you know, you're going to get millions of people downloading it is, well, a little bit uh, naive. Uh, because, right, you know, right, over the tap, over the tap, right. Instead of, you know, right. millions out there. So um, the steps are, uh, I think the first step is what I call a soft launch or a hard launch, which is you're not going to attract many people if you don't have any, uh, you could say any reviews or any sort of endorsements. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of your first steps, which is, okay, my book is out there, but if people see I've got no reviews, uh, it looks like no one's looking at it, it has no Amazon sales rank, and you know, we'll get to that in a minute, but you know, yeah. it looks like it's just dead in the water. That's what you need to take care of first. So that goes back to that you know, crucial question we were sort of uh, touching on, how do I get reviews for my book? Um, now, the Biggest problem I see in the approach from authors in this is that they do sort of like a, a machine gun approach where they'll write emails to their friends, you know, they get their wife, their husbands, whatever, even, you know, someone you met down the street, you pull them in and try to get them to yeah. review your book. <laughs> now, that's actually the wrong approach because like you and me, uh, Marsha, and maybe the authors themselves, we're not the type of people who write reviews very regularly. So, yeah, yeah. maybe I might yeah. do it for you, maybe I'm not. So the yeah. secret really is not to do a machine gun approach where you're trying to write to everyone to write a review. What you actually want to do is try and approach the people who like writing reviews, who, you know, do it regularly. And, right. you know, maybe people know of this. You know, there are on Amazon, there's a chart, you know, which shows you who the top Amazon reviewers. And if you look at some of these guys, they write some like 10 reviews a day. I mean, some of them are even astronomical, you know, yeah. like 25 reviews. Yeah. Now, of course, that's not just books, that's products, DVDs. But these guys motivated in a different way. They, right. they think differently in us. What I think, you know, everyone's slightly different, but I think what they want is they want to have a voice. You know, they want people to believe that what they write and their opinion is important. So yeah. they do this, you know, nonstop. 
And that's where I realized when I did my marketing um, of my books early on, I noticed that was the key. So what I did, and again, I've got a sort of technical background, is I could have the technology that could scrape, you know, emails from Amazon, et cetera, because in those days it was a bit easier than it is today. And instead of approaching people who've got no background in doing reviews, I approached them. I build confidence with them. You know, I say, yeah, right. this is a book. You right. know, I, I, and that's how it took off. So today I've got a, instead of I've got a, you could say that's where we're different than most promoters. We don't have a, like a 10,000 or 2 million database of readers um, because they're not the ones who are going to review. Uh, we have right. a, a solid, a big database, but they're specialized in the people who read books a lot and review a lot. And yeah. you could say that's what makes us a little bit, you know, different than market. Well, I think because, you know, and I think because you can, can tell fun. the author knows when the book is being read, okay? It's not a generic uh, review that when your readers read the book, they have they have a strong opinions of what they see in the writer and in the book. And so I think that sometimes they would say they'd like to see more from this writer, which is a really good thing for a, a writer to hear is that somebody actually wants to see more of what you wrote. So those are, those are the tips that the author likes because that will keep the author going as far as saying like, oh, well, maybe somebody else will read my next book. So I think that's what they need. And, and when people go look – when you're on Amazon and you're looking at books, let's just say, and you're going to go and – find a romance book. Well, if you see someone that has 200 reviews, most people won't read 200 reviews, that's for sure. But if they read 200, if you see that they're all really perfect reviews, then the only one that suffers is the reader if those really have are not true reviews because the reader gets mad, going like, how did all these people say this book is so great and it's horrible? And that's not to say that everybody doesn't have an opinion, but sometimes it does look like they don't ever read these books. They just put a sentence or two, and that's the end of it. And that's not good for the, yeah, that's, the audience. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an important remark because, uh, you, know, you know, I'm an author myself, and, and Marsha, yourself too, and, you know, yeah. we always like to get four or five-star reviews. But it may be a, a bit of pill to swallow, but it sounds strange, but you do really want to have, you know, what we call a range of reviews, because one, it looks yeah. more genuine, because not everyone, yeah. even Jane Austen and Charles Dickens, you, you, know, you <laughs> right. download their books, I've had people who give them one star. So yeah. what it's called, it's called a J-curve. I mean, uh, uh, and this is, I think I mentioned this in my uh, Secrets of Self-Publishing book, you know, there's been a lot of academic studies on, you know, how, uh, on, you know, genuine reviews, um, even from you know, American universities. Uh, and what they found out was the most genuine ones have this sort of J-curve where you, know, you go from one star to five star. So you get a higher number of one stars and two stars, but the majority of them tend to be four and fives. And that's yeah. where you get this sort of J-curve. So you do want to get a mixture of the, you know, um, uh, though, hopefully not too many, and you want to get yeah. a mixture of five. But you want that mix. And, you know... Um, I think what the rate, people complain, well, why are there more five-star reviews and, and one-star reviews? I mean, another main reason I think you see this on the Internet, on Amazon, et cetera, is that, and we do that too, is we ask the reviewers, the readers, you know, what are the genres you, you like to read or more, sometimes, more importantly, what you don't like to read? So, right. you know, you'll, they'll click on that. 
Now, it doesn't mean you'll find the perfect match. So, for example, you know, unfortunately, you know, you can't uh, get, uh, you know, 200 reviewers to write on computer science C++ code. You know, if you want to write right, a book right, on right, that, right. Right. yeah. But you can say, you know, I'd like to read computer books or, you know, I'd like to read historical novels. And that could be, you know. Right, because that's important. I think it's really important. That's hugely important. Like we were talking about it on the show the other day. If if you're not a sci-fi reader, then don't read a sci-fi book because you're not going to like the book because you don't understand sci A lot of people don't like sci-fi. They don't understand it. And the people that love it, love it, okay? And those are the people that if you're a sci-fi writer, you want them to, those are the people you really want to read your book to see if it made sense, if everything worked out in their mind when they're reading your book. But you don't want someone that hates sci-fi to read it because that's so unfair. No, I'm not. No, I, I mean, and this is where it gets a little bit uh, muddy in a sense because, yes. you know, the <laughs> reality is, it, yeah, because the reality is it would be great to say, hey, you're a sci-fi writer, you know, only sci-fi writers or, or fans will read your book. It doesn't quite work that way because, I, I mean, going back to what you're saying, um, when you look for reviewers, you know, especially the, the, the people who write a lot of reviews, they read <laughs> hell or things, you know, they're very broad so unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends on your view, hopefully you get that mix I think you were referring to before, Marsha. So yeah. you will get yeah. some really good uh, reviews that clearly yeah. read your book. And then yeah. you get the other one line that says something like, well, you know, uh, I picked up the book and I like the cover. I give it five stars. And that's all they say. They, they don't even yeah. indicate they read your book. Right. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> right. Right. yeah, I mean – Luckily, we don't, uh, you know, support that. We uh, we say we have guidelines that you know a review must be at least 150 words long. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. give the author some credit, even if you didn't like the book too much. So we only support. Well, right, reviews, because even the know, bad so book, it's it's hard to write. You know, I mean, that's true. You know, even if you don't like a book, it does take time to write a book. I mean, you know, and yeah, I mean, we it's someone's hard work. Yeah, and and for us, what we say to our community is, you know, our motto is really to help self-published authors. You know, we even though we get big publishers knocking on our door, our motto yeah. is that. So what we always say to reviewers is, you know, bear in mind that you know these are self-published authors. A lot of them don't have that budget. So if a book is released and it's got, I mean, you get that right. You know, it's got yeah. several grammatical mistakes, etc. What we say to them is, okay, if it's over the top, you know, and it's obviously that bad, tell us immediately and we'll have words with the author. Um, That's a good thing. Yeah, very good. Which you get, you know, it's still a good book. um, And, yes, it's got a few grammatical mistakes. But, you know, hey, even the bestsellers do as well. So I try to educate the reviewers, uh, again, without influencing them too much, to say, bear in mind, you know, these are self-published authors. They don't have the same level playing field as the big publishers. Uh, bear that in mind, and hopefully that way they'll give what I would say an honest level review. And and that's the way I think authors have to think as well, which is nothing is perfect. You know, if you say, hey, I'm looking for reviewers, even amongst your brothers and sisters or even your whatever, your family, right. one of them might hit your book uh, yeah. and may not say something nice about it. So right. <laughs> the reality is you want that J-curve. You do want to have, um, you know, an um, – yeah. Um, a good number of reviews, but don't be too, don't beat yourself uh, about it if you get. Yeah, that, well, that's the problem. Some people do. If they get a three star, then they go, "I'm not writing again," which is not a three star is not that bad. 
you know, uh, it it really isn't, you know, and some people, because sometimes when you've seen three stars, sometimes they do say something nice about the book because not everything was wrong with the book. So I think that, you know, and that's the other thing. I think, you know, just take it in your stride. If somebody doesn't like it, if you go to a movie, 10 people will like the movie, 10 people won't like the movie, you know, so you can't, you know, it's not for everybody, but I think a writer has to just do the best they can. Like you're saying, you know, and if yeah. they're an indie writer, you know, a lot of people that were published by traditional are now indie writers because if they want to get a book out fast or if they want complete control of everything that happens to that book, they do an indie book, which now, you know, it doesn't have the same connotation that it did 10 years ago because people used to think they, like, put the book with glue together, you know what I mean, and it was not. But a lot of indie books are so, most of them are actually very well done. Absolutely, and that's where the market has changed a great deal because, and again, it's step-by-step approach because, if you're an author, going back to that question of how I start off, yep. maybe you don't have you know the great budget where you get right. under a, a, a great book cover. But if you, you know, like going back to what I just said, you know, get those first feedback and you think, whoa, you know, what they're saying to me really encourages me. Um, they like the story. Um, it's clear that I touched you know a, a nerve amongst my, that read audience. Then you can say. Now it's worth investing a little bit more in my book. I will get a yeah. better cover, and you know I'll, I will try and promote this more. Um, it's better to do that and spend a lot of money. We find out that you know even though you think the book is brilliant, you know the audience is just not responding to it, and that can happen. Before we go on to keywords or something like that, so now if people want you want to, we you know if you want to get a book review from you, they can go on your service. Do you want to tell them where they can find you to do that? specific service for them yeah thank you so it's www as it is always everywhere and then kindlebookpromotions.com uh, so hopefully uh, i don't have to um, spell that out uh, it's, not, right, it's on my it's on right it's on the promo page for the book you know but then there's also the dot net right isn't there the dot net the the kindle book yeah, that's a, a daughter company, which you know we started off a little bit, uh, oh. and that there's a KindleBookReview.net. Okay. Um, so that's okay. that's and, but, that right. also and, out there as well. So I right. think that's a you know you could say good news for me because as I expanded, I found out there were different markets, and depending what the author wants, there's different you know websites that can do different things. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know um, where. Perhaps we should direct the audience. To well, next we could talk right now. To, I think an important thing, an important thing, is keywords. You know, because uh, people really don't know what to do with keywords and how to choose them. What would you say would be a good, you know, how do they pick their keywords? Yeah. Okay. Indeed, this is where it gets uh, for me not too complex, but I, I can understand. You know, for people who've not done the research, yeah, in the it, it does. It, it becomes hard for people. Yeah. So there's two parts which make it very sort of difficult in Amazon, and that's categories and keywords, yeah? Yeah, and, boy, um, yeah. Let me explain as, uh, in a sense of why Amazon really confuses you. Um, because let's start, if I may, that helps understand keywords with categories, first of all. So when you publish a book um, in KDP, you're asked to give it, well, you've only got a choice of three categories. Um, so you, you know, there's a little drill down, you can select them. And that's where already Amazon uses everybody because 
those categories are not the categories displayed on the Amazon website. Um, the Amazon website is called browser categories. You know, a user browser can look, go through the website, drill down through each of the different categories. And what amazes a lot of authors is the, uh, the, the, the hidden secret, if you can say, that on KDP, you know, you, you can select maximum maybe of a choice of 200, maybe even less, uh, maybe mm -hmm. 100 categories. Whereas on, on Amazon, there's over 3,000 categories, maybe even 4,000 categories. Right. Right. So already, to try and ask the question of, you know, why do I use keywords? I think the first question you have to ask, you know, is what category you want to put your book in. And that's where we help again, because you're very limited by Amazon. You just select, right, it's a thriller or it's a sci-fi. or It's, it's a hard. Romance. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that many yeah, times. It's very difficult. Yeah, and, and that's where immediately you're at a disadvantage because Amazon is, is uh, you know, sort of bookshelfing you with nearly millions of other authors doing the same thing. So yeah. this is particularly yeah. difficult for romance and, and sci-fi as well, because they're, and yeah. thrillers for that matter, because they're very popular. And yeah. I don't know why. Uh, uh, romance particularly is very difficult because the number of categories you have in romance is very limited. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, you can, there's more categories in self-help you know, from hypnotism. Yes, to and that's true. That, you're right. That's yeah. very, but right, and they. It's really like if you have an erotica book or an erotica, it's. Uh, we've had so I've had so many authors on, and it's they're putting them way in the different in the bottom now. It's it's and it was a higher ranking people that wrote erotica before. It's difficult now. So what would they do? What, what, what would they yeah, so do? Because I, I know that I have a lot of erotic authors on, and we talk about this a lot. What would they do? Because sure. it's really difficult. Sure. I, so I think the question we have to answer, and, you know, try and tie this in with the keyword question, is what is the point of using keywords and categories? And the main point is to make your book visible, right? I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. what Amazon is trying to do is saying, you know, uh, we'll try and put you in the right bookshelf. You know, if you're, um, if you're well, historical fiction, we'll try and put you there. Yeah. And keywords, partly that. Now, the reason why, in a sense, you know, again, why our, our, our help help uh, took off is that we realized this big mistake in Amazon where the categories just don't work very well. Um, yeah. They're not reflecting all of them. So what we do with our authors is we say, okay, let's look at the, 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 the categories you've already put in because, you know, you have to put it in uh, to publish a book. And because we know all these different categories that exist. I mean, it took us a lot of research to do that, but we, we know it. Uh, we can then send them the best advice on which category to go in. And that, again, is about, about visibility because I actually, and people may disagree with me in, in, you know, in, in, amongst the gurus, I actually think it's good to go niche, first of all, because, one, it's less competitive. And yeah. secondly, what most people don't realize is that if you do well in your niche, um, Amazon would automatically promote you in the in the sub in the in the parent branch. Yeah. So yeah. This, is very, you know, uh, this is a just a very apt example. So, so like if they if someone has a book though, they can send it to you first to yeah, I mean, check out what they. So you basically say, hey. Um, now, it goes back to, again, what they want. So as you know, Marsha, from using our service, yep. we can help you with just reviews. If that's all yes. you want, then you obviously don't need to know about this. But okay. we have a service called The Bestseller, and that's why we say this. You know, if you want to make your book appear in the bestseller list, you need to yep. be in the right category. You need to yep. know how many sales you want there, and that's what we yeah. advise. We know 
how Amazon works. So we can basically tell you, hey, if you want to be, for example, um, uh, you know, maybe you've written a, let's take a very strange one, like a, a, a travel book on Costa Rica. We can put you in the right category and tell you how many sales you need to get in the top 50 or top 10, even to number one. So that's oh, where we have. That's good. Oh, that's so good. That that's up, really important. I to the, the question you asked. Sorry? Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good thing for people to. So, you know, because I do find that that's one of the things that sometimes when you are in a category like romance or, you know, it, you look at it and you go, like, I don't know where you fit. You know, even my own, I'm a humorous, like a com- romantic comedy. It's not, it's like a movie is romantic comedy, yeah. but it's really a tough thing to get because it's, you know, not, you know, where they're going to just continually laugh in the book. It's just a romantic comedy like a movie. And that's what's difficult for people to understand when you're marketing. It's hard. Dramas yeah, are, if it's just, a drama, if it's a yeah. drama, it's a drama, you know, or, or a mystery. Yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah, and this is where Amazon really got it wrong. And, you know, once the architecture is slightly wrong, it's very difficult to fix. So um, that's, yeah. this sort of leads into the keywords because – what Amazon tried to do is, uh, is map what they call BISAC code. These are categories of book and use and maps them to its own categories in Amazon. So that's why it came up with these sort of uh, very limited number of categories. And it doesn't, doesn't match. So they're hiding so many categories from the authors that, you know, um, that authors should be aware of. And they're trying to fix this now. So before, they just didn't tell you. And the answer was, as I told authors, is, you know, I can advise you, you know, all you have to do is write an email to Amazon support, and within probably 24 hours and within 72 hours, they'll have that category done for you. Because, you know, you can't do it because it's not in the system. Yeah, right. You can't right. do it in KDP. Now, so, so do you say idea. Amazon does help? If you have a problem, you can email. I, I've done yeah, that. But I've, they do answer you. They do answer. Yeah. So, you know, again, we tell you how to do that. You know, this is the email. This is how to structure okay. the email. This is how you get response within 72 hours, within, if not 24 hours. And okay. what they're trying to do now, which I don't really think, well, you know, I, I'm a, a big fan of Amazon, but, you know, sometimes you have to slap them on the hand a little bit. So what yeah. they're trying to do yeah. now is saying, well, we're getting so many authors asking us to change your categories that it's bogging down our support teams. You know, we have better things yeah. to do. So what they're trying yeah. to do now is saying, hey, if you want a category change, try to do with the keywords. And the reason why I slap them in the hand a little bit is that that's not really the purpose of keywords. You know, the keywords yeah. is really, uh, and we'll come to that in a minute, is it shouldn't be used for, you know, selecting your categories. If Amazon wanted to do it correctly, let them show all the categories and let the author choose it. Um, and yeah. I think they'll get there eventually. You know, it's just that they, are, you know, they didn't build it right the first time. And I think within two or three years, they realize that, you know, they can't carry on this way. If a person wants a niche category on, you know, as I say, Costa Rican rainforest, let them yeah. use that category. Um, but for now, they're asking you to do this mixture of contact us and put the keywords in. So, for example, if you have a children's book um, or even a young teen adult book, mm-hmm. you have to put that keyword in to fit in that category. Um, so that's really, yeah, that's the way it is right Children's now. books um, are I very mean, difficult. And most of the children's book authors that I – we st- uh, when I started this, we had like a lot of um, – Virginia and I – who started World of Ink, and we started with a lot of children's authors, and most of them are gone now because they don't sell hardly any books on Amazon. It is so hard. What would you suggest for children? I mean, they really have a hard time. They're stopping writing. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, it might well, it slightly surprises me because I do have quite a big, um, you know, audience amongst the children's authors. You do? I think okay, good. Probably... I, I myself haven't used you for the children's books, which I probably should. I think maybe one I did. But that, so then you can help people with their children's books. Yeah, I, I think it just hits the the, the, okay. you know, the head, which is, you know, they're not putting in the right category, they're not putting the keywords, right. and therefore yeah. they're not reaching the right visibility. Well, that's good to so, know, yeah. I, yeah, I have five so children's books, right. and you know, even yeah. with ACX, even with the audibles, it's very difficult for people, and that's why it's such a shame people are stopping writing. So I can then forward them to you because they—it's just they need help. Children's books need help. Yeah, you I, know. I, like I say, I, I, I'm happy to help them because um, I mean, my brother himself is, a, you know, writes books for children, oh. and again, that same experience of helping him showed me, you know, helped me understand it. Um, now, without dragging the question out too long, let me at least address that keyword question because we sort of got okay, there. Okay. Yes. You know, yeah, I'm, right, I'm writing my the, own notes as you talk. Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead. Right. So the main reason for keywords is really when you search on Amazon. You know, so I'm a, I visit Amazon and I'm looking for a book. Keywords are supposed to be used to help people, you know, find the right book. So, for example, if my book is about whatever, uh, let's say I've written a book about French cooking, yeah. Now, you may not have that in your title. You may have a title, whatever, like, you know, Eat Deliciously uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that has got nothing to do with French cooking because, you know, it's not in the title. Right. So right. where keywords are supposed to be used is to say, okay, I've got a, um, you know, a book on French cookery, but how do I let people know it's about French cookery? And that's what was supposed to be the purpose of keywords. So you would go into um, Amazon, you would say, hey, this is about French cookery. So that means that when people search on Amazon, they're looking for a book on French cookery or whatever, Amazon Rainforest, whatever mm-hmm. you're talking about or right. you're focused about, then hopefully your book will appear. Now, that's, that's, the, that's what you could say, that's what the publishers and the promoters will tell you. It's that easy. It's not that easy. So right. it is, that's the first step. <laughs> Try and work out what your first keywords are. So exactly, if you've written a book about, you know, whatever, like we talked about before about computer science, if, it, if it's that niche, you know, use that keyword. Yeah. Now, um, I wrote an article which got published on Book Machine and just went you know, ballistic because what I wrote in there um, <laughs> sort of uh, changed everyone's attitude how keywords work because what I showed by doing all these promotions for authors is that, um, it's very difficult, and that goes back to a little bit what you're saying about children's um, books. Um, keywords is particularly very powerful for, uh, for non-fiction books. Um, it's harder for fiction books. The reason yeah. is because yeah. I think you can sort of guess this yourself. If I want to uh, look for a book on you know, um, travels in France or I'm visiting Paris and I want, I want to put in the keyword Paris, then you, know, you will want to read you know, a selection of books about traveling in Paris. But how... But how do you address the question of historical romance? You know, I want to read a book on historical romance. Now, most fiction readers don't do that. What they normally do is they look for authors they like. You know, uh, it could be, uh, for example, I'm a big fan of Joe Nesbo who writes thrillers, you know. So I would not type in thriller in my search word. I would be saying I'm looking for Joe Nesbo. So the reality is that, you know, if that's the norm, if I'm a representation norm, I think I am, you know, it is very difficult for fiction books to use keywords. But the good news is that the key reason of all in keywords 
we're not hearing you again. Um, I think are you moving around yeah. or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so can we hear you? Parts. Can you hear what me now? Because we have. Yeah. Oh, we did crack a little bit, but I can hear you again. Uh, okay. There we Marcia. go. Hopefully good, you can hear good. me too. There we go. That's good. So there's two parts, and again, you know, we can uh, send this to the listeners if they, if they got an email address, uh, we can uh, approach them. Uh, do optimize your book. So, for example, if you let's tackle the non-fiction authors first. So let's assume okay. you've written a book on whatever, um, uh, on Atlanta. You know, I've written a okay. book about the beautiful city of Atlanta, and I want uh-huh. to put it. Do put that keyword in there. Uh, even better, uh, you know, put it in your book title. You know, it, and if you can't in your book title, uh, then put it in your subtitle. Because at the end of the day, you, you know, if it's about Atlanta, you need to show it in the book title, in the subtitle, at least, and, and certainly in your book description. You know, you're not going to write a book about Atlanta and not mention the word Atlanta yeah, right, you know, in the right. description. So those are the basics. But the most important thing of all, and that's the sort of secret, um, is what we call the conversion rate. And that means that if people, and this is a big no-no, which people didn't know about, because about three years ago, people said, you know, the gurus are saying, just write a link, you know, to your book with that keyword, and they'll go there, and they'll put you high. So there was a little trick, and again, uh, and this is uh, not too technical, but it can be technical for some people, is that you can create a link to your book and add the keyword at the end of it. So when they click on it, they go to your book, and already the uh. keyword is there. So when you go there, Atlanta is there. Now, the big mistake in that little trick is that take the scenario where 100 people came to your book with, uh, with the search with Atlanta, but only one person purchased. And compare that with someone who went to a competitor and only went there, let's say, 10 times, but they converted eight of those. Now, mm. Amazon is a sales machine. Who do you think is going to promote more? The, the right. book that got 100 visits, but no one bought it, or at least you know, only one, yeah. or yeah. a book that had an 80% conversion rate, and they'll go for the other. So, again, yeah. this is something we do. It's very niche knowledge, but... No, if you say so, what do the people ask for? Want... What do people ask for when they want this type of service? What what is that called? For, is it on there as a service, or do you have to? Should they well, email is, you with that? Exactly. I mean, we're sort okay. of. Well, I, I I I hope we're not so different, but we really promote our customers first. So when you come to our website, we only give you you could say the basics. So we'll help you get reviews. We'll help you get sales. Okay. Once you become our customer, then we give you all these other things. Like, for example, if you want to be on page one of Amazon, we can show you to that. If you want to oh, build okay. your own all email right. list, I know Marcia didn't want to do that, but some yep. people do. We show you how to do that. If you well, want does it to work? Do I mean, does things, it work for people now? Email campaigns. Well, at the end of the day, um, it's um, it's you could say it's it's becoming harder. Because yeah. it's a bit like what we were saying before. You know, if you're there early on, it works. So what happened yeah. about two years ago is that yeah. people found um, a way of, um, you know, of attach, uh, you know, sending emails to people uh, and even to the reviewers and, uh, and doing yeah. that. But it, and it worked for about two years. Now, imagine you're a person who reviews a lot of books. Now, in the days where you get 10, 20 books, you know, you can manage that. But these reviewers are now getting not hundreds. They're getting thousands of requests. Yeah. So, again, it doesn't work as well as before. However, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the disadvantage you've got in using all these promoters is that if you don't build your own email list, you're dependent on them. 
Now, no problem if you can live with that. You know, if you say, well, at the end of the day, no, I, I, I believe in putting money in this promoter and they'll do it for me. Just like hiring an agent, then fine. Yeah. I think people do want to build their own email list to, you know, to you know, have something I think, to back yeah, up Yeah, I on. think it's important. You know, I, I mean, I start to do it, and then, you know, I'm the first to say that I, I'm not big on my – you know, I market a lot because I'm marketing my shows, and those for me I market a lot. But when it comes to my books, and I had talked to Amazon about this, and Amazon said – you can never market too much, and I think that works for Amazon, so I guess that's the good thing. You People think sometimes, oh, am I marketing too much? You can't, is what, and that's why Amazon, everybody knows Amazon because they market everything over and over and over again. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's getting, I think it's getting the balance right because, you know, it's, um, you don't want to flog a dead horse, to use a very English expression, you know, so if you're right, 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 right. people every time. That's no, not the same with. people. No, that's true. No, you know, and, and I, I, as long as you get the ratio right, I mean, that's what another thing yeah. people don't realize. So if you write 100 emails to, you know, reviewers, even though you, you know, yeah. you've got build a list, and that's, you know, what we discussed a little bit early on, Marsha, yeah. you know, you can let us do the work for you. In other words, hey, just get Richard and his team to uh, find those reviewers for us. And, you know, I, I go to sleep and the next day he shows me the results. Fine. Yeah. However, if you want to do it, You've got to realize that probably of 100 emails you'll send out, you'll probably get two to five people yeah. uh, maybe writing a review, depending on how good that list is. Yeah. And you probably, yeah, yeah, so be prepared for that. You know, you, you really have to send out 100 emails to get maybe just one yeah. or, or up to five reviews. It's, it's different. You know, I, in some ways, you know, uh, having an email list is good because you just want to let people know what you do. But you can't – reviewing is difficult. That's why the services that you, you know, that you help people with – is a good thing because at least they're you know at least that's a good start. You need to start somewhere, and I think the author gets so confused that they do not know what to do. Do you know what I mean? They they just that's why they give up so fast because they're it's there's so much to do. So if they use a person yeah. like you who is truly someone that understands the system. That's what they need, and that's why I'm so glad that you're on the show because that is what they need. So if they can, they they can start with a small budget at first, right? Yeah, and, and again, it's back to that what you said: start with a small budget, but don't give them too much choice because otherwise they get confused. So on my website, yeah. I mean, I've always used this principle: don't give them more than three choices because people get confused. They, you know, which well, one that's, is it? that's why exactly. I write. I myself yeah, didn't I mean, realize how much more I can do with your your company, yeah. but I think that's right because people do get confused. Yeah. So give them a choice of A, B, C, uh, but don't give them A to Z because you know. I, I mean, I get these offers. And I'm thinking, man, I have to read. 30 pages before I can even work out what choice I can choose. So start yeah. simple. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that can be, hey, I just want you to get me sales. Because, um, again, it's different databases. So we have, you know, like, so we are like a lot of promoters where we write the emails out to all these big databases we have. We've got one database, which is just the, the readers, and, we, and we're no different from others. That So we have a very large database. These are the readers who are just looking for a discount or recommended books. So you have to sort of discount your book a bit, and they'll think, well, you know, this looks like a good romance or good sci-fi or, you know, whatever, uh, uh, other category. And, yeah, because it's on reduced price, I'll get it. Um, and I wanted um, to get one thing, uh, one thing that you have in the book that we haven't talked about. If your book isn't brand new, 
you still need services to reboot it again, right? Well, I mean, that, you know, my father's book is a classic example of that, where, you know, he was very successful in the past. Uh, then came the, you know, the e-revolution where every, it changed everything. And let's face it, yeah. um, you may remember that at first the Internet didn't have a very good reputation for, you know, trust. You know, there was a lot of people making yeah. payments, their fraud. It took a while for people to get the confidence. And now it's the opposite. You know, people... You know, if you're a retail store, you don't have a, an online store, you know, you could, you know, you, you probably won't make it. Uh, so yeah. everything has changed where, you know, it's so easy to order something from Amazon. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to work out the address. You don't have to work right. out a stamp. You just, you know, fill in the form and you know it gets there. And we all got right. busy. So, you know, a day before Christmas or a week before Christmas. Okay. That's yeah, you're looking right. for it before. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. all been there. So, yeah, it's absolutely changed. And again, you know, um, that's where we help a little bit because um, it's a different way of selling. You know, it's a bit like, hey, you, you, you know you've got a good book because it sold well, whatever, five years ago or whatever, but now you're trying to attract the people who buy online. So it's not about just putting your book on the bookstore. It's really about how I make it visible on Amazon. And, yes, you know, yeah. we can take um, an old book within reason and, you know, revamp it and make it attractive it. to this new audience. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good thing because I think that people, you know, because I, I've heard from bookstores, which is ridiculous. They say, oh, that was an older book. Well, what about all the books that are, in the past, people, people still read books from years ago, okay? And oh, they were bestsellers then. And so, um, you know, yeah. So, you know, uh, I think that's why the, the indie market to me has always been a great market because this way everybody gets – their book out there and it's out there it's not in a drawer like you know thrown in a drawer you know now it's edited it's got a cover and it's got good story so it goes out there but if before it would be in a drawer and nobody would get anything out because these publishers i i did it for years as an agent they just said no 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 to all these people and you know most of them gave up i stayed in this you know but they gave up yeah and i that's why i do the show i don't want them to give up yeah, that's good of you. Yeah, that's great. I mean, another <laughs> good point, uh, well, another good thing I thought about, what you're saying about, you know, the books are already written, is it, um, a lot of authors come to me and they say, Richard, you know, I've got this book, uh, you know, I know, uh, not because I say so, but, you know, I heard some people read it, it was good. Um, but how do I get people, especially the publishers, because, I mean, and I'd probably be the same at the end of the day. I mean, I'm a very big yeah. believer on, you know, the internet. But at the end of the day, you know, there's nothing more satisfactory in walking to a bookstore and seeing your book there, right? I mean, we sort of, sort of dream about that still. Yeah, it's nice. Even yeah, though that's a good thing. the irony yeah. is, you know, like I say, we dream about it, but the irony is you probably will sell more on the Internet than in the bookstore. But there's a great feel factor about that. So, again, you know, this is what we do. We say to authors, you know, how, how can you impress a publisher? Because if you just say, here's my book, and, you know, I wrote it 10 years ago, yeah. or even if I got a new book, how do yeah. I impress them? So what we say to them is, yeah, let's let's do let's make it look good. Let's let's get you on the bestseller list. You know, even yeah, if it's yeah. for a week or even a day. The yeah, fact that's that a good you can depth. show that your book reached that audience. Because that, that will matter. Say, that I've matters. Got, yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. 20 reviews. I've got 100 reviews. You can't ignore me. You know, come uh, yeah. look at me. That's I've, a good thing. I've reached the bestseller <laughs> list. Thing. I've got 100 reviews. You know, <laughs> tell me why you shouldn't publish my book. So that sort of thing we do for the authors, and exactly that, it's, 
we had a few authors, you know, came back to me, which is really nice of them and said, you know, Richard, thank you so much because, you know, with that, I managed to get, you know, accepted by publisher. I got published by these big platforms. This is great. Pub. And yeah, so it's, it's a question of, you know, that which uses part of your marketing, your PR, and, they, you know, whether you like or not, there are companies, you know, other promoters who say, sorry, we can't help you until you get, whatever, 10 reviews or 50 reviews. Right, so, I know. You know this is what and they are thousands of dollars. But so you, your services, that's why, you know, that I, that's why I'm so glad you came out because your services are reasonable. I, do you, and I know I've kept you longer than, you know, you might want. Do you want to take a – there's somebody on the line. Do you, want, do you mind taking a call or – Of course. No, that's what we Okay, for. let's just see if, if it's okay. Let's see. Hi, it's Marcia. Did you have a question? Hello, yes. I actually had a question, um, but actually, as you guys were on the topic of uh, books, I wanted to make a comment. Um, you could, there are a lot of great examples of past books that didn't do so well, but were revitalized for today's um, audience. It did super well. A perfect example of that is Mein Kampf, its sequel, Mein Kampf 2. I'm not sure about this writer. I don't know. I think I have to take yeah. him off. Yeah, I don't think this is a good thing. I don't think, you know, and he was online the whole time. See, that's what happens. You never know. That's why I, yeah. No, but, uh, no idea. Take a, not a good thing. Yeah, you know, is, not a good thing. Well, um, well, that's why we take calls, you know. Hmm? Yeah, but take 1984. Uh, 1984 is, is, is uh, you know, a classic George Orwell. Um, so, Timmy, the book is, the, the point made is quite true. You know, you've got um, classic books or, you know, uh, political books, uh, whatever, um, 1984, George Orwell just disappeared, you know, for 20, 30 years, and now it's back up there in the best sort of rank. So, yeah, absolutely. There's no reason why. I mean, within reason, I mean, do be careful. You know, I don't want to give the impression that, you know, a book that was written, whatever, 20, 30 years will therefore make it. I mean, at the end of the day. No, no, right. But if you have a book a few a years old, it doesn't have to be different. right now. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be from mm-hmm. today. You know, because I think sometimes no. that people think if they don't get a good start, then they're done. Yeah, and, and but now, so, but I mean, now it's example different. Is, yeah, I mean, uh, interestingly, look at uh, things like Mad Men. You know, a very popular TV series. Um, I love it. And whether I we like it. it or not, yeah, I mean, these are very topical right now because another thing you see is you know all of America and all of Europe and the rest of the world as we get older. We do have a big audience who are age 40 and up to 80, et cetera. It's a big market. And, yes, these are the guys who, you know, hey, I've lived my life, uh, well, part of my life, I should say, but now I'm sitting at home. Maybe I'm a bit guilty being a couch potato. Yes, I enjoy watching and I like reading. So these, this yep. is a great big audience. So, yeah, if your book was written in that period and it's still readable, I mean, my father's a classic example. You know, his name was Desmond Corey. He wrote sort of James Bond novels. He made it very big there. One was made in a film, but it just disappeared for 20, 30 years. Now it's doing okay again. But people again. still like, so, you know, they like old movies. Old, yeah, that's why, you know, I, I believe in that, you know. And uh, so I think that, you know, it's never too late to do things like this. And uh, I'm so grateful that you came on because I do think, you know, I understand your services a lot more myself now. And I do think that it's you're reliable and you get the job done. And if it's not something you think you can do, you'd say the truth because I know that firsthand. And so I think that that's all an author needs to know is that they can trust the person that is going to be handling the marketing because 
you know that the person will tell you if it's going to work or not. And But sometimes some things work and they don't. We don't know. There's no, listen, there's no magic, you know, it's not magic. It's a matter of, you know, hopefully you can get where you need to go with your book. And if you can't, keep trying. That's what I say to authors, you know. And using a service like yours helps them get to a good start. Well, thank you, Marcia. That's very kind of That's a good thing. Is there anything I you want to add before we, you know, close? Or you know, they can go on www.kindlebookpromotions.com. And if you want, you could just reach me, and I'll get you, you know, the right place to go if you don't remember, you know, what the website was. Because I think that, you know, this is really important for people to not give up and to have somebody help them that knows what they're doing. So I, I so appreciate it. Any last words? Or no, those excellent words, Marsha. I couldn't have put it better myself. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you so much, and I hope you'll come on again. I, I mean, it's so well, interesting to hear what you have to say. Thank you, and have a great day. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye-bye.